Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. How will this, who will this widow be? I don't know anybody up there. Is this truly? Yes, Lord, I, I'm as dry as can be. Spiritually, dry as can be. But I praise you. I praise you. I love you, God. I love you, God. I've died many deaths. I'm going to die again. Spiritually dried up. No water anywhere. All kinds of waters that other people are drinking perhaps around you. But you're sitting here today and you're starving from thirst. It seems the words are not coming your way. God is not satisfying you with what you need in your life. But I'm praising him continually. I keep praising God. I keep praising God. This is what Elijah did, I believe. Now we look at Kings, again, 1 Kings 17, 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, and now I read what he commanded him. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, 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 which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain thee. Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And uh, by the way, I also, could you bring me a little bit of bread? This is what he said. He said to this widow woman, now this widow woman came out to the outside because it's probably too dry and there's nothing on the inside. He, she came out to the city gate, just stepped outside a little bit, and all she wanted was two sticks. He said, she said like this, okay, so you're a prophet. Yeah, okay. Uh, she didn't know this, perhaps not. But so, okay, so you're asking me for water and you're asking me for bread? It's just me and my son. It's the, all that is in my house and I have just a little bit of flour yet. It's just not, it's a handful that I have and then also just a little bit of oil in a cruise. And it's not much, but, and I don't know that I have enough for you because I came out here to gather these sticks and I want to come back and make a last little loaf of bread for my son and I, and then we're planning on laying down and dying because we have nothing else. Oh, really, God, I thought I heard from you. Here I was imagining that I would come to this city and there was a widow woman in there and she was wealthy and rich and everything. She had all kinds of barrels of oil and all kinds of flour. God, I can't wait. I'm going to have a meal when I get to her house. You wouldn't send me somewhere where there wouldn't be flour and water and oil. And you, you cause her to come to the city gate asking for two sticks, looking for two sticks of wood, and then going home cooking her last little meal. Two sticks won't do a whole lot, yeah? Last little meal, and they're going to lay down and die, and you're saying, she will take care of you. You see, the Bible says God put it in the widow's heart to take care of him. So there goes Elijah and says, you know, uh, ma'am, you know, I'm really hungry. Just bring me the piece of bread, all right? Just give me the first and a little bit of water, okay? Just a little bit. And, and, and if you do that, the oil will not run out. It'll get full, and that barrel will stay full until the rain falls. 
And the flower that is down to a palm, just a little bit, that's going to stay in there, and you can have all the bread that you can imagine. Because there will be, I'll keep feeling it, because thus saith the Lord. I wonder if I said the right thing, because God also told me to go down the brook of Cherith and drink, and he didn't give me water anymore. I hope this will work. God, can I trust you now? This is Elijah. What about these promises that you have gotten in your life? What about the Bible that you read and it says certain things about your life and you read them and you say, yeah, according to the Word of God, it shouldn't be this way. But now you're kind of let down and you're kind of disturbed from within. But what God was trying to do is bring balance to Elijah because there was something ahead of him that Elijah did not see. It was a huge battle. There was something really huge. And he took him up there for about, according to what we read, looks like about a half a year, that he stayed with that widow. Oh, and then the son dies. God, wherever I go, I cause problems. I go to the widow's house and the son dies. What does the widow think of me by now? This man is dangerous. He's like a whirlwind. And I could go on and on and on about the life of Elijah, but I choose to stop here. All this that God needed to bring balance between the flesh of man or the soul of man and the spirit of man. And when he does that, it teeters a lot. Sometimes the flesh overweights and then the spiritual things overweigh. Sometimes you become all spiritual and then you become all flesh until you find that balance that God is wanting to use you with. Amen? And let me tell you, this is the life that I find. I find this is how it works. I hear these people that are so super spiritual. Just watch. Stand back a little bit and watch them go. They'll trip very fast. Then they get so discouraged, and they're ready to throw everything in the air. God needs balance in our life. And for him to hold back a promise for a time to bring balance in my life is all for his glory. We should never misunderstand him. When God shows you things, my sheep know my voice. When God shows you things, he showed you that. Sometimes before he can do that, he needs to bring balance in your life. And for that, just hold back a promise that you so dearly keep and hold on to. It's going to try everything in you. I know. It'll try everything. Say, God, you told me, you showed me, you showed me, you showed me. I know, I remind you, 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 but I'm not convinced anymore you've forgotten me. There's a, he's trying to bring balance. You see, all at once, here they got a visitor. And Ahab said like this, and the next picture you see is fire on the Mount of Carmel. The fire came down because he stood in front of all those Baal prophets. And those Baal prophets, in our terms, they have guns and they have big guns. They could have just gone in their eyes. They were big, evil men. And they stood in front and I, little man, me, God didn't take care of me down there. I wonder if he'll take care of me here. 
at Jareth. Okay, so uh, Ahab, Ahab went and he met him and, and so forth. You know the story. And now they, he said like this, uh, I want you to bring all your Baal prophets and bring them up to Mount Carmel. And I want to meet them up there and there will be a contest. And we want to see whose God is for real or not. Oh, but what, what about that brook that dried up? God, I'll still trust you. I'm walking on real thin eyes here. Have you ever noticed that a life of faith has a lot of doubts? That's why it's faith. There's a lot of people that don't have faith. They don't have a lot of doubts. They just don't have anything. But when you live a life of faith and trusting in God and trusting in his word, there's doubts. If it wouldn't be doubts, you wouldn't need faith. You're constantly working against the doubts of your mind when you look at the word of faith. And that's how Elijah, the condition that Elijah, Elijah went up to Mount Carmel. And there he stood. And then he said like this, you know, somehow they got water up there. Where did the water come from? Not enough water for him to drink at Cherith, but now he had, what, 12 barrels of water, and he poured it over the sacrifice. I wonder if he drank a little bit first. We would see the barrels and we'd run. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the water. Oh, oh. And we wouldn't see the picture of what he's trying to do. We bless him for the water, we praise him for the water, and all that good stuff. And we drink it all up. He left it to pour it on that altar. And the next thing you see is the fire of God coming down. And now the next thing you see, and may I say this, all what I've just said, all that inner turmoil and inner hurt that he went through and misunderstanding and things of this nature that try to bring balance in his life, all this to be down at the brook of Kishon, cutting the heads off of those men. And then he says the, the verse that is so sweet, I hear the sound of abundance of rain, because the Baal gods have stopped, the, the Baal prophets have stopped speaking. All the broadcasting and all the things they said, do this, you'll have water, do this, you'll have water, for three and a half years proved it was wrong. But when the heads came off and they couldn't speak lies into their ears anymore, Elijah says, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And you know as well as I do, there was no cloud in sight. From there he went up in Mount Carmel, several thousand feet high. I've walked it, I know right where it is, right behind there, and he goes all the way up, and he puts his, his head, it says his head between his knees, and he prays for water, for rain. Then he sent his servant, go look, go look over the Mediterranean Sea and see if there's any water coming or any clouds. Nope, nothing. He prayed it seven times and finally something as small of a little hand. Last time I was standing there, we saw that almost identical thing, the size of a hand, a cloud. It was a cloudless day. Some of you remember that. It was a cloudless day and all at once out over the Mediterranean Sea was like the, yeah, it was the size of a hand. We saw that little cloud. Oh, we were reminded of that immediately. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. All this, to take a man through all this, to allow rain to come back. We need revival in the land, don't we? Some of our lives are pretty dried up. There's a lot of church-going people in this world that are pretty dried up. They're not drinking anything that sustains them. 
And we need revival. We need revival. But the Baal gods are prophesying falsely to us. And so we believe what the Baal gods say. I believe that Elijah, when he was down at the brook of Jareth, if the musicians would come forth and the, the singing uh, group would come, we'll, we'll, I'm almost finished. If you look at that picture and you see that Elijah went in the brook of Jareth, he, he heard the, the noise and the words of Baal. If you would just give up, you'd have rain. I'm sure he heard everything, every imagination that went through him, that, it, that, that he went through at that moment, to bring it to question what God really said, and to say, God, you really let me down. I look back in my life, and I look at some things that God showed me perhaps many years ago. And I can marvelously say I've, I've seen many things where God showed me, and it happened. Things that he did, it was an absolute miracle. But I also know some things that I know he showed me, it's not happened. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Give up on God's promise? Well, how am I going to deal with this? Number one, God is needing to bring balance in my life. If you're all spiritual, you'll be out of balance because you're in the human flesh. If you're all flesh, you're out of balance because you're not spiritual. There has to be a balance in our life. Remember, it doesn't say flow in the Spirit, it says walk in the Spirit. And to learn to walk in the Spirit means movement of ourselves. We have to move. We have to make movement. Walk in the Spirit, not flow in the Spirit. There's people, they just want to flow in the Spirit. <laughs> They'll fall as flat as quick as can be. It don't work. We walk in the Spirit. There has to come energy from this human flesh that we get by eating, and it has to be burned up, like Matt said this morning. Even though that God had promised that He would be... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.